I'm doing good. Excited for the big 206. Ooh, that's right. Hard times. It's hard times. That's right, Daddy. Yeah. We're getting fucking like a monkey tonight, baby. Yeah, I'll be your Huckleberry all night long. Go on. Oh, oh. it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun show today. 206. We got tons of crap for y'all coming your way. And uh, I think some some fun stuff that you all want to be aware of, like Omaclads, number three, Harbinger, number eight, closing out, Archer and Armstrong, number two. And, you know, sometimes we got that gold gifts that only the Dusty Roads can give you. Yeah, the, the two ounces of gold that we got ready for uh, one lucky participant. It's going to be yours forever. Uh-huh. That's right, baby. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the American dream. You um, know, and I, I've always liked Dusty, his, or his son, but I never could be get behind Cody. I can't get behind Cody. I don't know. You know what? I wasn't a huge fan of Cody when he was in WWE the first time around. Yeah. And when he left to go join the star AEW, I was like, ah, who cares, you know? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. Like, I watched a couple of his last matches in AEW, and I was like, wow, that dude really, like, puts it out there, you know? Like, get he, you know, like his last match, I think, was against, like, Sammy Guevara. Just a brutal ladder match. And then, like, when he showed up at WrestleMania, it was weird. My kids were out of town. And I watched WrestleMania, and I was like, wow, like, Cody Rhodes is at WrestleMania? Like, this is awesome, you know? Like, and I was totally into it, you know? So, like, since he's had his WWE run, I've been following him and been pretty impressed, you know? Like, his last match where he had the torn pack, that, that was some gnarly stuff. But I was like, I was like Dusty's kids, you know? I like Gold Dust, Dustin Reynolds, you know? Like, they're all just – Good wrestlers, you know, tough dudes. You know, they all come from, you know, I, I like the older wrestlers a lot more than the newer ones. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the older ones. I, I mean, I love the 80s, 90s. I mean, that's that's what I grew up with. Yeah. You know, 80s, 90s. I mean, NWO was when I was getting out, you know. Yep. That That's kind of, I mean, I got the end of it and I thought that was cool. But honestly, like I love Surfer Sting more, and I love Crow Sting, mm-hmm. and that's just me, you know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely saw a chance to have some fun with Get Valiant this week. I made Hoosier do some uh, Photoshop work since I didn't have access to a computer that had it on anymore. But I was really excited to, to for our two ounces of gold giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. So that's where we're going to put stuff in the chat for this. If y'all want to be surprised with some gold in your inboxes, you just let us know and uh, we'll put your name down. We'll get you in uh, the hat for the drawing and uh, we'll go from there. And uh... yeah, so what kind of news we got going on this week for uh... who? For Valiant. Well, I'm trying to think of what I know of. I know we've got some sh- uh, the, the the Book of Shadows around the corner. 
Um, ooh, the Valiant. I don't have a picture of it. My bad, dudes. Um, but I think it was. Uh, I don't think this was a picture that we saw offline. I do think it was the the new uh, Bloodshot action figure. Oh yes, I totally forgot about it. Yeah, that's around the around the way. So that was uh, that was introduced. So I'm pumped up for that. Um, I think the image that they show with that company, I forget what it's called, but it looks it's the silhouette of uh, Exo Manowar and Ninjak to come too. So they have a silhouette of Bloodshot too. So I'm assuming with that silhouette picture that they teased. That we're gonna see two more as well. So, yeah, you know, and I'm I'm trying to pull up the information right now so I can get some information on uh, the company that made it. But uh, oh man, where is it at? How many things have I posted since then? Jeez. Ah, uh, okay. Three zero. At least that's their Facebook page. But three zero, they're the toy publisher that uh, you know, they're making this action figure now. In the past. The, the argument has always been, wow, we, we got some action figures. They're always kind of expensive. And this one's not too different. Yeah. Um, it's expensive. It's like six-incher. Yeah. So it's, yeah, not, it's a, a one-in-twelve one scale. Yeah. One-in-twelve one scale. Um, it's 70 bucks. okay? Um, but these are pretty nice figures, you know? Yeah. So I do think, like, there was that one that they came out with a bloodshot a couple years back. It was, like, $150. And a lot of people are just like, oh, man, like, ugh. We're getting closer. Right. <laughs> We're getting closer to affordable figures, okay? But I will say this one does look pretty nice. I'm kind of contemplating whether I'm going to order one or not. But uh, we have the page up. We have a link up on our page. If you just scroll down on the Get Valiant Facebook page, the three zeros page, and if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, you can take it from there. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, supported. If you like it, if you have the funds, if you can afford it, go ahead and do that. If you don't, you know, um, just live vicarious through others on the, on the fan page. And um, I'm sure some people will give you some images of it sitting on their desk and doing stupid things. I'm sure you're going to be bloodshot on a shelf for y'all. He's watching every move, but I, I'm more pumped up for the other two because I mean, I, I guess that's one thing I loved about the Vin Diesel action figure is that the price point, right? And it's yeah. a Garland toy. It was everywhere. Um, it was pretty it was pretty damn good. Um, but it was accessible for a lot of people. So that was kind of the cool thing. I was hoping that we would have got more McFarland toys uh, with that as well. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest issue I have with some of the things sometimes is it's like, careful what you ask for. You know, we've all... I, I mean, a ton of us, and I'm, I'll raise my hand. I'm one of them, too, who have been like, please give us action figures. Please give us action figures. We got the Bloodshot Vin Diesel model, and that was cool. But, like, you know, like, what, who's Vin Diesel going to hang out with? Come on. Like, he's got to have more characters, you know? And so it's like, where are we going to get X of Man Wars? Is it going to be part of a series? No, it's just a one-off, you know? And yep. And so now it's just like, okay, we got these other ones. But, I, again, I do wish, like – just go something cheaper, <laughs> you know, like it's more fun when a lot of us can have something versus like just that right. select few sometimes, you know, absolutely hear what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's, I don't yeah, mind that kind of price when it comes to busts and statues. Right. It's, a, it's a different type of work. Like when I bought the bloodshot statue, I was like, you know, okay, like 200 bucks. That's about what I pay for statues, you know, <laughs> but man, action figures, <laughs> 
like I had to buy them all the time for my kid because he likes wrestling. And uh, it's like, come on, just come do me at 20 bucks, man. 20, 30 bucks. Come on. <laughs> we'll find a way. I'm sure, like, we're just a, a year or two away from it, maybe. But, man, I just I want something more affordable, you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. You know, I think, I mean, obviously it takes a bigger mass market and a uh, buyer, you know, a not a buyer's market, but you, you need to be able to buy a lot, right? You need to be yeah. able to know the quantity and there, so there needs to be more of a market so it can be. So if more buys and they can do more pre-orders of it and they can make it more on a mass scale, obviously it goes down in price. So clearly, uh, you know, obviously business 101 for y'all there on that, but I'm sure y'all know that, but so hopefully the more that we can buy, the more the cheaper it can get. And, uh, you know, but I think that's actually the price point of that company anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think some of their stuff's even more. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it, it probably will be one of the cheaper models. One of the things that I saw on there that I was like, I was like, oh man, bloodshot, I got to have it. And then I was like, wait, they got fallout power armor. <laughs> I was like, oh man, now I'm torn. Like, do I want that? Then yeah, like I said, T45, uh, do I need, do I need <laughs> bloodshot? Oh, the choices I got to make now, you know, we'll see what's happening. So that that's cool. That's cool stuff to come. Um, and then hopefully we get some more, you know, other things out there um, to come with within Valiant Comics. That's kind of the hope. Uh, the nice thing is we're talking about three books, not two books, not one book. So that is a plus. I think at one time we talked about four books. Um and I didn't actually come prepared to talk about Free Comic Book Day again today. So I think that's something we could hold off. Um, but do I kind of forgot about it. You know, like I I could never get to the shop. And, yeah. then, and then someone was nice enough to mail me a copy. And I was really appreciative of that. Yeah. And uh, I still have not yet made it to my shop <laughs> for anything. <laughs> Get to your shops, man. Pay them. They're having hard times too. I just got I just got over having COVID, so like it's it's been a rough time, man. <laughs> it happens, man. Yeah. Uh, and just for all those that are jumping on right now, thank you for jumping on. We are having a uh, a fantastic gold special today for y'all, and uh, you know it's going to be uh, it's not Dusty Roads, but it's definitely going to be styling and profiling like another one of our buddies that has that clear silver hair like that and wore that belt quite a bit. So put your name in the chat. Let's get you rolling on that. Um, but I think we could, uh, you want to talk about some books? Let's do it. All right. And no particular order except for the order that it's on this uh, PowerPoint that we got here. We can rock within that. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Boom. Almost got you cut off. Almost gave you a little nod to Eric that he's not here still. But we are going to be talking about some comics, and the first one we got on board is dun, 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 dun. oh, it's still we're still waiting on it. Is it going to come? Is it is <laughs> it coming? Oh, oh, it's the Sultan 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 Sultan. Clads number three, O'Connor Bucaletto, Spulvita, Fernandez, Locas, and Sharp. So Solveda. Sepulveda. Sepulveda. So Armaclad's number three. So, you know, I have another, like, especially when I see the previews for number four now, I have a couple more little analogy type of things that I connect this with. Um, I think at first we were saying it's a little bit uh, super troop, not super troopers, but um, starships, uh, starship troopers. And then we had like some, you know, mech stuff, but 
as it keeps going and they keep going to these different sectors or type of things, these different units, I'm getting a little bit of a Hunger Games vibe to it too, of a group of folks crashing the main city. So that's, I'm getting some vibes of different things put together here. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's an interesting book, you know, I don't know like kind of how to really like pinpoint what it is, you know, um, but this third issue was pretty good. You know, and, uh, it saw an art change. Um, we didn't have uh, Manuel Garcia on this. We now have, um, I'm going to forget the first name, but Sepulveda. I think it's Miguel Sepulveda. I could be wrong. Um, but you know what? We kind of see like our younger ironclads kind of get banded together. They upgrade their armor and they kind of take it to these alien things that they're getting ready to fight. While on the opposite side of things, this main bad guy with the scar over his eye. Uh, he's looking for like seven special armors that are going to like control the universe or something like that, you know? Um, yeah, it's like he's leading for special people to operate these armors too. So yeah. it gives you a vibe of some little like you, I think you mentioned in one of your tweets, the little armorines to a degree. Yeah, um, maybe not armorines, but more along the lines of, are they are these the exo uh, suits coming back right you know i doubt it's I, here's my thing i doubt it has anything to do with exo but when i was reading this i was like you know what would be a way cool way to tie this in is if like maybe arik has one of these like seven special armors and they're in like sean hart has got like six techno organic siblings out there looking for the right people to pilot them you know I was like, that would be pretty cool. I'm pretty, I'm like about 100% sure it's not going to happen that way. Right. It, I feel like Valiant never does that, you know, where they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to tie this in, you know, like yeah, just like uh, Britannica or Britannia or whatever it was, you know, like we never got any kind of tie into that, you know. But I thought this was a pretty, it's a decent book. That's that's kind of like the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, like, I like how Jim Garcia says it right there, right? Yep. Yeah. It's, it's fine. I did like the art change a bit more. I just thought it was a little bit cleaner style. Uh, I like the page six reveal where you kind of see all the young ironclads together. And and like I had said, I think I said this on the previous episode, if you get the pre-order edition, it does have a little bit more information about who everyone is. I think that one thing this book hasn't really done a whole, a real good job with is giving some of the individual characters a little bit of space to breathe, to be their own selves. It does kind of seem like it just focuses on one or two, but there's a whole crew, you know, right. and you really do kind of get that feeling with this third issue. Oh, it's not just those couple of people. There's like six or seven of these kids. Um, they're kind of taking the fight, you know, to the, yeah, to the bigger, to the bigger evil of it all, you know, you, you um, know that's like what I that's what I don't like about some of these limited series that like this one's only going to like five issues, and it makes me think of like Kirkman. That's what makes Kirkman so good is that he's a character writer and he'll spend a time doing a story arc about a backstory of these characters and who they kind of are. Um, and I, I completely agree with you. There's not enough breath to get in there. Um, you know, there's the main guy who's kind of put aside and he's you know you don't really know much about him besides the little thing that he tried to save his friend. And he basically gave himself up to be taken away and they're just trying to save him. Um, and one of the dudes, super tech dude who makes some badass like um, extra shit on their uniforms, on their, on their, on their tech units 
and he, he kind of makes them, you know, kind of kick ass. And so that was cool. Um, and these guys, you know, it seems like all of a sudden all of them are growing balls against these folks and they're standing up against them all at the same time. And it's just kind of, kind of well, I don't want to say well played, but it's kind of there. It's just like, okay, everybody at once, you know, and it's not quite like the timid person. It's like all of them are like, okay, we're doing it. And it's, it's, I don't know. It just seems a little forced, a little pressured, but it's still like, I, I think I agreed with you. It, it's not bad. It's not great. Um, yeah. Know, so I, I think that I just think the biggest like problem with it is just like, who are any of these people really? You know, we don't know enough about it. Um, something like this, if it, if you could have just had a little bit bigger page count, I think, and then tell like the creative team, like, Hey, you know what? You, you have a little more page count to flesh everything out. It does just kind of feel like, oh, I'm just, I feel like I'm just missing a little bit of information here and there. But that said, the one thing I've really liked about this book is it's had good artwork, regardless of whether it was been Manuel Garcia or now Sebovita. Um, it's pretty action packed. You know, like, I mean, like, it's, there's stuff going on the whole time in this book. Absolutely. And, 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 and I do think, like, kind of going off of what Homebrew, Handy Homebrew here says, is that. I kind of agree that it's some odd choices and I think they're kind of a victim of their own past choices that may not be this current team of Valiant, but like Psylords, right? There was these issues that came out that people invested in and the payout wasn't quite there, right? And so I think that's the hard part. It's really hard to really want to get in and invest in these sometimes too, when in the past things have been here and gone. Um, and that's what makes that kind of difficult. And it's kind of like a victim of their own past to that degree. Yeah. I do think that this book is, is leaps and bounds better than uh, I agree with Lords. like this. I mean, this is a pretty competent book again. I mean, like the only thing is I just feel like after I read every issue, I'm just like, I wish I had a little bit more information on who the characters are. The pre-order editions do help. I mean, like, like I was saying before, like on this pre-order edition for issue three, you get a little bit more, I don't know, this might help some people, might not, but like you get like name breakdowns and you get a little bit more better idea of what their armor does and things like that, you know. Um, so, I mean, like there's there's definitely like, I think a little bit more work has been put into this one. It's an all right book, you know, and I mean, that's kind of like a bad, like, I feel like people are like, is it awesome or is it not awesome? And it's, it's all right, you know. Mm -hmm. We'll see where we get with the rest of the series. But, I mean, I do think, like, I mean, some of the books in the past that I haven't liked a lot, like, I haven't liked, I haven't loved Psylords or, like, Roku, for instance. Right. Um, you know, I couldn't recommend those books at all. But I think, like, with this one, I would be like, you know what, try it. Because, like, it is something different within the Valiant Universe. Definitely, like, a, a lot like um, the Armorines, which I feel like we all kind of feel like that's what it's tying to in some odd way, like the armor clads, armor rings, or something there with it, you know, but it's not a bad book, you know, right. um, but I just feel like it's hard to give it like a glowing endorsement. Um, that said, you know, if I was going to score this, I would go with a 3.5 on that. Yeah. But we'll see where this series goes, you know, I mean, like it's got really solid art. It's got a lot of action to it. I just feel like when you read an issue though, you kind of have to go back and, kind of read it again to kind of understand like what's going on with the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I had to go through it twice too. Um, like I, I, I noticed an art change, but I didn't notice that there was actually an art change, <laughs> I guess. It was just like, this issue just seems a little more rushed. It's kind of, it didn't seem like it was 
a different artist to me. Um, I noticed it on the page six reveal of like the team. Okay. I was like, this isn't Manuel Garcia. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice the artist change. I thought it might have just been a rush job or something like that. But um, yeah, ultimately, I'm, I think I'm right there with you. 3.5. Um, it's It's been an interesting story. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what's happening next. Um, I'm really wanting to know what the big picture is. Again, is this going to be something that's gone and it was just one of those onesies that happened? Or is this going to happen with more stuff? Is this going to happen mm -hmm. with, um, is it going to be involved in the universe, the big universe, the multi-universe or whatnot in a bigger level? Um, mm -hmm. That is yet to be seen. But um, for the most part, it's it's been pretty good. I, uh, like, I do agree that we need some more character voice in this um, to give them their, their, you know, kind of their, their attitudes, their points. I'm trying to, think about how the writer would be voicing these folks and that's, and I'm not quite getting it, but yeah. it's the story's good. The plot seems to be, you know, fairly, you know, kind of in line to what you would think right now. So I'm hoping that maybe they change that up a little bit. Something happens different. Um, but it is, uh, it's been, it's been enjoyable. Yeah. It hasn't been, hasn't been bad. Yeah. All right. What is next on the agenda? Well, let's see. What is the next book up? And so everybody's asking the gold. There's some gold that's happening. You know, it's just there's gold in our hills. hills. It's gold over a book that had recently came out, a number one that had recently came out. There's but right now we're going to talk about Archer and Armstrong number two. This is number, dos. number two. I love this cover right here. I, I love this. I think it looks great. So. Yeah, um, I think it does. It, it's getting back into covers that tell us picture a story, and it's not just um, a pinup, right? I feel like that's what we got over the lot of comics in the past recently, um, and we saw that was different in Armor Clads too. But I like that we're getting some uh, covers that actually relate within the story uh, a little bit more than what we had in the past. So, and then this picture totally relates more with the story than what was initially thought. So. <laughs> um, actually I didn't put that together till just now. And, and so, you know, so we got Fox, Ferrito, uh, I'm Gumarades and Ostami Alu. So, uh, on the creators here and, uh, we get this Ma cover, but we don't really get to see a lot of Ma in this book. Yeah. I thought that, um, the, the advertisements for this issue inside other books, was a little misleading where it's like, oh, introducing the Maw or, you know, or whatever. And that's like, not really. But I mean, this was more of a, just to give a recap of the issue, this one was more of like a romp through all the different <laughs> stories and myths that pertain to immortality and Archer's quest to keep Armstrong alive forever. Right. Um, honestly, I thought this was a pretty entertaining issue. I, I do too. I think I had a, a good aspect of both of their voices. I think we went from one book that we didn't have much voice to where another one where it's given the voices and it seems like it is the character's voice, which is great. And I, I, I love how I've always loved the way that Armstrong has kind of been like, Oh, I was there when that was made. Trust me. It's been a long time. Like I vented most of those lies, you know? And like, that's what I love about Armstrong. He's that, that drunk, crazy guy that you, there may be some truth to it, but there may not be. And, you know, that's, that's 
that's kind of the lovable of that character that that I like. Yeah, I I love the um, the conquistador who falls in the fountain of youth, and he comes out all like uh, mutilated, like deformed, mutated. He reminded me very much of the dude from RoboCop at near the end of the first movie, where he's like he hits the toxic waste and then he's run over and he's just like a creepy dude with like skin hanging off him. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is pretty great with this with the conquistador, the image that we have up on the screen, and it was. Like Archer's pretty much pushing Armstrong into this, and Armstrong's like, no. And then mm-hmm. the Conquistador comes after him, he gets in there, and then that's what he sees. Um, but it, it's another like Archer and Armstrong globetrotter, right? They're going across, they're looking at many adventures, they're looking at many stories, tying those in with this, you know, kind of like faux reality of things that have, you know, possibly happened in history. Uh, and it kind of turns it on its head. And, uh, you know, we get to see Ma kind of looking at him in the background, like in a panel or two, maybe. And that's all we get of Ma. Um, but we get some more fun with Archer and Armstrong. The ear, the ear is still not healing. And um, it's uh, it's beginning to be, you know, a fun tale of uh, the buddies. Yeah, I really I, I'm I'm a fan of this title, though. I mean, like, I feel like Archer and Armstrong has most always been pretty good with Valiant uh, since 2012. Um, Fox and, and Fiorito are a pretty good creative team on this. I like the art a lot. Uh, the colors work really well with it. And th- I just think, like, they get the voice of the characters so well, you know. Um, and and one note I do have about this book is, and this was something I really liked about this issue, and I, I saw it twice in this, is it kind of made reference to things that we've seen happen before. You know, it, it made a like an editor's note about the volume one Michelangelo code. And it had another one of those to the one shot about the green Knight. So it, it was, it did a, it was a book that did a good job of like reminding you like, Hey, there is other continuity outside this mini series, you know, the stories that might've happened in 2012 or, or later, but you know, there are definitely other tales and, and they're making reference of it. So it does make you feel like they do belong to a, a much larger continuity. Yeah. It, well, and I haven't ever seen this one announced as a miniseries. It's not been given a number um, as an end. So, I mean, we could predict that it's going to be two arcs because that's kind of what we've been seeing. Um, but I'm hoping that sales happen, and I'm hoping that we get good, valiant um, sales on this to keep to keep going, to continue some of these stories to long for some longevity within these characters. Um, but that's wishful thinking. Yeah. You know what? Just make the stories good. I mean, that's all we can ask for. You know, like when the and I, th- I feel like they've they've totally nailed the characters here. You know, I mean, I'm. It's just my opinion. My opinion's no different than anyone else's. You know, but I do feel like this is exactly what I want out of Archer and Armstrong. You know, like mm-hmm. they do kind of approach a sillier aspect of what's going on in the Valiant universe. Um, it's a lot more like lighthearted, but at the same time, like these stories always end up being very fun. They're, they're not very dull. There's a lot of funny stuff to it, but there's a lot of action. And they do kind of feature some of the most off-the-wall villains, you know. And, I mean, maybe that's a weird way of, like, uh, explaining the entire series, but it that's kind of what I want, man. Like, it, it kind of keeps you on your toes as a reader where it's not so, not so much like everything else. So, but, yeah, definitely some great stuff in this issue. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see... Uh, <laughs> what the what the thing is at the very end that's gonna stop them from eating the golden apples 
<laughs> it, it looked like some kind of like Krampus thing, though. But like, we'll see what it is. Yep. I, I think it was in this book. There was one where I saw a, like a horrible edit job in it within the words, and I was going to try to spot that out, but I can find that late. Oh. Who's your? Going off the air like that. Oops. Uh, <laughs> life happens. Um, like I said, I, I think I found like an edit spot that I thought was weird, but in this, it, I believe it's this book, um, but I can't find it. So, yeah. um, yeah. as far as like grading this one, I'm going to go with the solid four. You know, like I, I was like, oh, do I go four? Do I go four or five? Um, I'm going to go with the four on this one, but it's still, it's, it's good. It's a good book. It's, it's got some fun going on with it, you know, and uh, yeah, let's see where we go from there. For gosh dang, I hate that we've been so close in our scores lately. Um, but I just, you know, your opinion just means so much that it influenced me to go <laughs> first. Um, I, I I think I would be right there with you at a four too. Um, I, I I think it's 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 fun. It's good. It reminds me um, of of what. I enjoyed first with Valiant. Um, I don't quite think it's Fred Van Linte's run at first, but I do think it's good. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I think it's great. Um, 4.4.4. Yes, there you go. It's, gets it. So <laughs> Archer and Armstrong, fun book. And uh, I, I do think it should be on everybody's pool list. I do think if you like those characters, you're getting those characters so yeah well and i think even like if you're like i can only have like one valiant book um i could see not having armorings because it does have some issues with like the characterizations but i think like if you're like what's the best book vanish but not right now it's archer and armstrong easily well shadow man was good for a little bit and yeah. but yeah but right now current ones yeah well, let's move off to the next bid bag, boy. But before we do that, remember to put your name in for the gold. And uh, just to give you a heads up, it will be Archer and Armstrong forever, number one. So yep. Those are some sought-after golds. Just giving you a heads up. There it is. Look at yeah. it. Look at it. Look at it. Look. Beautiful. So if you're wondering, I, I, was, I was using the comment, the two ounces of gold. And uh, the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, they always call their belt – 10 pounds of gold and since we've been doing a wrestling theme on this episode i was like well how much does an issue actually weigh about two ounces so two ounces of gold before you bag and board it and, and put it in a mailer two ounces 1.9 i think to be exact on this one where i come from two ounces of two two ounces of gold is kind of speaking <laughs> about some stuff that's usually green but <laughs> for each their own um, but we got the final issue, the finale, the the end. It's over already, it seems like. Kaputsky. It's gone. It, it, it resolved. Blink and you missed it. Did it finish? Did it hit? Did it did it did it stick? The Harbinger number eight. Um Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing, Robbie Rodriguez. Um and then, of course, Astami Alu, and I believe Rinzi on colors. So um, the uh, punk rock Akira 
is 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 at its final. So yeah. in Sayat City. Um, sad but good, but it looks like a new group of renegades really kind of formed here. Um, and this was the battle between uh, you know, the Harbinger and the Renegade. I and love that pre-order cover to this. Well, yeah. Very cool. It, it, there were some fun pieces to it. And then just, you know, giving you that aspect of stuff going on in the book and what's happening. Um, and I'm interested in getting your take of kind of what happens and what you feel like happens in the book. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, ultimately Pete's kind of saves the day with the help of faith and with the help of the other psyops that are there, CC and young ago. And um, there's a quick image of your best friend, uh, Torque. So that was yeah. Cool for you. I'm sure you loved that. And uh, <laughs> he was drawn Chris, for you, I thought. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I don't know what I feel about this one overall because, like, uh, so you, know, you obviously you get your big fight between the Renegade and Pete. Okay, and so there has to be resolved as the last issue. Meanwhile, we've got a lot of moving pieces in the background. We've got Titan still kind of wrecking Chicago slash City. We got Faith. We got um, what's his name? Blam. That the finger guns dude. I can't remember his name. Um, we kind of got them going around too. So there's a lot of like, you know, can we can we fix everybody's story? And more or less, it does. Okay. So, and Pete's fight with his like alter ego self. That's maybe my biggest issue because it's just like. He's like, hey, he's like, I accept you. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I, I see uh, you. Yeah. I see he's, you. Like, I see you. he's like, you're forgiven and all this stuff. And it's almost like Pete's just like, he understands his bad side. And I mean, I get what they're trying to say. I totally get what they're trying to say. You know, it's a way of like saying that Pete recognizes all that dark stuff in his past, which has manifest its own physical self. And just to be like, I accept what you are. I understand that you've happened. And I forgive you for all these things because I guess in a way he does have to kind of forgive himself for the things that he's done. I get that part, but like, I don't know. <laughs> At my first read, it did not seem like that was him. It seemed yeah. like that was someone else that, and so that was kind of like some of the, the interesting piece of it is that it seemed like it was another character for a second. Um, and so that was kind of, the kind of one of the weird elements of it um they do call it out where cc kind of goes and does her thing and yet they're like you just learned how to walk how are you doing this and so at least they called it out but it still was weird because none of the other sides really kind of did that right away um, yeah um and, and then titan's not turning back to his character he's staying in his big titan form which is weird um so there, there's some things that you can nitpick at it but ultimately what i i mean I don't want to say what I didn't like, but I didn't like this. It was a lot of telling you what's happening versus showing you what's happening. It was a lot of rush job on the second half of this book where it was, okay, close it. Okay, close it. Okay, wrap it up. Okay, clean it up. And I don't know if that's fault of not having so much real estate. I don't think there was a lot of real estate provided. And that was kind of what was had to happen. But it was a big piece of like, wrap it up. Yeah, I kind of like I was saying with armor armor clads earlier. I feel like this is another book where like if we just had a little bit more space to tell the story, it would have worked better because we had that issue seven that was kind of kind of weak sauce, you know. 
And this ended up being like the big fight. Same with like how Shadow Man was, where Shadow Man 7 was like, hey, Shadow Man's in his own head, or he's he's down on his luck, and issue eight, we're gonna have the big all the fighting happen. You know, that's kind of how that's kind of how this issue has been. We're like Thank you, Sean. You know, had to get everything in in within like so many pages, 20 pages or so of, of storytelling. Um I don't know. And I mean, like, I think like it's an all right ending. It's okay. You Did know? you notice the name change of Pete? Yeah, Joe Stinger. Yeah, Joe Stinger. But I think, is, but is that him or is that because he here's, here's so, that's the part that's so weird is you is that character that, is and, that the renegade or is that him? Well, what I'm thinking is he's taking Joe's name from his old friend Joe, right? Yep. Who got killed, and then Sting Stinger. He's been and, alive for only yeah. seven days, so I was like, well, who's only been alive for seven days? Like. Is it an alter ego? Is it? It, is it, it, is it wrapped it, up really weird. Yeah. So, like, I do have some questions on that where I'm just trying to be like, well, I don't know who this guy is at the end. Like, is it Pete? Is it the renegade? Like, did Joe not actually die? I, you know, what, what, I don't what, know if what, Pete can bring him back. That's my only thing. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that Joe. I don't think he can bring him back. It, it, it's, it's an interesting ending that left a lot to be questioned. And I, I think it overall it was an okay book, but I don't think it, it closed out really well. And it wasn't, it didn't, you know, for as much dialogue at the end to wrap it all up, I'm not so sure they wrapped it all up. And that's what kind of made it really frustrating. I think it wraps up to a point where this, in a way, this is like Andy Diggle's Shadow Man, where I feel like that book did a lot to try to get a regular status quo at the end of it. You know, like it, it got through all the baggage. And I think that book, that's that's what Harbinger is. The Harbinger is basically confronting all of Pete's baggage. And the next time they tell a story, we don't have to, I mean, I would hope, you know, we don't have to sit there and dwell on like every evil act he's done or how he was a drug addict and how wrong he's been to Chris and all these bad things and how so much self-reflection, like, you know, hopefully he would just move on, you know, yeah. and we just get, we, we tell the, the, the tales of Pete where he gets to look forward and, and not look in the past so much. You want to know I mean, what could have made this so flipping bad? I As in good. What? At the very end, that Pete kind of guy or the Joe Stinger guy, like kind of flushes his ego and he really is another character or whatnot. And it's actually Harada. <laughs> I would have been like, holy shit. I love this book. Like that little bit, that one little bit could have totally changed it for me. Yeah, I I feel like to 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 bring back Harada, they really have to have like an A game kind kind of story. But I mean, we all know Harada's still alive. We know well, he's yeah. in the background. We know he's playing with things. So I I mean, I feel like that could be you know. Yeah, something I just don't think though. But I think like if it if this book, which I like this book, I don't love it, but I like it. I think at the very end of this book, if, if especially the way this issue was, that they would have been like, oh hey, here's Harada. I would have just been like. Oh, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that in four years, <laughs> you know, when they finally get around to doing more with it. Yep. But I don't know. I mean, it's all right. The art's okay. Um, the art, I mean, the art and the coloring are basically what this book has been the, the uh, throughout the beginning of it. And the one thing that's been great about this series is that we've had the same creative team for the whole thing, you know, and yeah. they've, it's, it's been nice to, I like when they do that. You know, like I know, like Valiant's bread and butter in the past used to be like, "Hey, here's a flashback, different artist. Hey, here's another setting, different artist." 
Um, yeah. You know, but I, I like it when like you, you get the artist for the whole bit, whole book. Yeah. Um, it, it, so. And Todd's reading this that Joe was the renegade stripped of powers, and so that would mean like Pete found a whole group of powers to where now he could like reverse people's powers, and I don't. I mean, I mean that would kind of suck if that happened all of a sudden and be like, okay, then what foe is actually against Pete? If he could just reverse their powers. Yeah. I just don't think it's like literally Joe because Joe would have to have been brought back from the dead. Cause isn't Joe dead? Well, Joe also was like this weird person that had all these weird powers. So I guess it's <laughs> expanding disbelief. Yeah. I, I think it's, I don't think it's Joe, but I, I mean, I don't think it's like Joe in that sense. Right. You know, I don't think it's Pete's friend. It's either, I don't know, who knows? That's the thing with this book is you can look at the ending and be like, yeah. five different people could have five different opinions. Right. How do you argue against any of them? Because who knows? It's just an interesting name then, Joe Stinger. Yeah, Joe like, Stinger. Yeah. Do you think it's because um, he grew up idolizing Sting and he's an actual Stinger? He's the Stinger. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you – Slightly off topic, but maybe on topic. Do you remember the WCW comics of the 1990s? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the sting issue where the, the kid gets cancer and the nurse is like, uh, so-and-so sting can't cure you of cancer, but he can make you a stinger. You think that's <laughs> what this is? It might be. It might have <laughs> came all the way around, you know, because they couldn't get the WWE. So let's might as well come back and get the WCW, a nod to the past of comics and, and, uh, yeah, that would be funny. AEW sponsoring uh, this right here. <laughs> but let's score this one up. I mean, I, I think I was I was leading at this book a lot higher than what I think it finished. So, I mean, I think I'm going to be in around like a 3.25 with, uh, with the, where this ended. And that, that's not like where it's completely bad at all. But it's yeah. just I felt like, you know, like the last half of this book – kind of rushed it and yeah, it, I, I think for so much it didn't clear it all up it didn't it wasn't clear enough and i'm not asking to be spoon-fed i guess some people it might be but a little bit more you know to some of it yeah um i did like this i did like the faith stuff in this quite a bit too um i like the fact that the one guy blam he's like you're still a super villain he's like but i'm gonna be your nemesis or whatever it was he says right i really like that kind of exchange um, this one's hard because there's a part of me where I'm like, it's a three, five, but then I'm like, Oh, maybe it's just a three, you know, cause it's just such a confusing ending. And I think if they really would have just kind of, if the ending wasn't so confusing to me, I would be like, okay, 3.5. And I mean, that's not, I don't think even a three is bad either. I'd say it's like a good three, you know, leaning in the, in a positive direction. Cause I, I mean, overall this has been a, a really fun series, I think. Right. Um, I'm going to go a three though. Three. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're in the same ballpark. Yeah. No, actually I looked at that page and it's, it's, it's faith telling blam, you know, you're my nemesis now. Basically, oh, that I is. let you, I let you get away. So, I mean, it means that we can have some faith stuff along the way. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, I do like that, you know, faith kind of throws that out, you know, you're my nemesis now. And uh, yeah. 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 It, overall, I mean, it is an all right series, you know I mean? It's it's kind of like armor clads to me. We're like, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's not right. great. It's okay. You know, it's all right. You're like, I would. I, I'll tell you right now, though. I will totally reread this series at some point because I, I did like it that much. You know, it's not like Psylords where I'm just like, oh, I'm probably not going to reread this again or or Roku. 
Roku's really bad, I think. <laughs> Roku's the the new book on my shit list as far as like old value books go. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Really, really horrendous villain. I think we can still go with uh yeah, I, I might go Roku, but what was the other one that was that I couldn't stand? Dead Drop. Um, well, no, I mean Dead Drop actually wasn't as bad until like Bloodshot um rising spirit showed up right like that was <laughs> that was the sad that was a sad spot. oh man bloodshot rising spirits another dud oh mm. and then i think the last arc of livewire to me was the worst uh arc. bad it's bad that, that, that one's probably to me the very worst arc i've i've, I've came across mm. i think like uh, i mean i don't know that's there's just too many things i think that got forgotten about with that series like mm -hmm. There's some, uh, like, I mean, wasn't, like, some kids that were taken, and then, like, we never saw her, like, right. get those kids. Like, what? Come on. Like, why is that? I feel like that's a, a whole thing with Valiant. Like, kids in custody, somebody's got them. Well, we're not going to get them out anytime soon. I mean, where's the, like, Gen Zero kids that were still captured in Rook? You know? Yeah. I mean, not that, not that I care to see the Zygos twins, but still, right? It's like, yeah. I don't care to see the Zygos twins, but where the hell are they? And yeah. But I mean, like yeah. we got Animalia out. Like, why can't we get them out? You know, right? And that, I mean, I don't know. A whole different story, I guess. You know, a whole like, different story. There's a lot to be unpacked. That just means there's a lot of valiant stories left. Um, and I, I, I would say one of the ones I'm the Bloodshot Unleashed just looks freaking gnarly. Um, there's been some spoiler images, not spoiler images, but teaser images of that that I'm I'm in for. Yeah. Oh, well, if you haven't done so already, it's a golden it's a golden opportunity, and I don't mean a golden shower. It is. Um, I hope you don't. Oh man, <laughs> if that's your thing, though, I, you know that's that's cool for you in private, in a shower. Yeah. Um, but that's not us. But we got Handy Homebrew. We got Todd. We got Jim Garcia. I did see Sean Hayes. There's Sean Hayes running back Scott. through. Scott is in this bad boy. Anybody yeah, else? Did you see Ben in there? Yeah, Ben Decker was in there. Ben Decker. Oh, yeah, right at the beginning. Ben was up in there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're not one of those names I just mentioned, make sure you give me your name or give us your name so you can be in the drawing for some beautiful beautiful gold archer and armstrong forever we'll give you guys one last moment if you're if you're listening you haven't put your name down if you haven't made a post yet or anything like that do it right now um i want to talk about something a little less happy Aww. and uh, oh sad yes yeah uh you know and now we didn't get a very we didn't get very much valiant work from this guy in the first place but like tim sale passed away today and he did the pre-order edition cover for uh, Bloodshot, the last Bloodshot series. Um, but I mean, obviously, he's probably more of a bat. I mean, like if you if you read Batman, you know Tim Sale, you know Long Halloween and just tons of other books. But you know, definitely sad that he passed away. You know, I feel like it's been like a bad year for Batman creators. You know, like we lost Neil Adams, and then we lose Tim Sale. We lost George Perez. It's been a, I guess it's just been a really bad year for like big name comic creators. So. You know, 
the more stuff gets out there, the more we're going to see folks like that pass. It's kind of sad. It's just yeah. kind of the way when there's more people within spotlight or whatnot throughout years, yeah. it's going to be more. And it's, it is sad. You know, I think one of the, <laughs> one of the interesting things, like when I was early on, I think I got, I believe, Oh God, this had to have been a long time ago. I think I accidentally got Tim Sell and Tim Seeley mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oops, my bad. Like, I love your, I love your Batman work. You mean uh, Grayson? No, Batman. Oh crap, wrong guy. Oh. <laughs> you know the thing that's a bummer. I mean, like, um, you know, Tim's. I think Tim was at like every West Coast convention I've ever been to. And uh, the early years of me going to San Diego Comic Con, um. You know, I got to meet him and talk with him. In fact, I got like, I brought it up. You know, I mean, I got this little sketch of Spider Man I got in 2004 from him uh, when he was working at the DC booth. And, you know, he was just a nice guy, you know. And, and like, I think all the times I've been to Emerald City, I've gotten to talk, I've, I've had the opportunity to speak with him. And uh, I've got a bunch of books signed and stuff like that, you know. But to me, I, when I read it, I was just like, oh. What a tremendous loss, you know. And same thing with like George uh, George Perez, especially for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was a big, I like Neil Adams, but I feel like to me, like uh, Perez is like the biggest, one of the biggest creators uh, that I follow, you know. And like when he, and even when he like had his cancer diagnosis, I was like, oh, if he does one more show, whatever it is, I'm going. Right. And then it was just like, well, he's not going to do any more shows now because he's like on hospice because he's that close. And it's like, oh, how absolutely heartbreaking, you know? So it is. I mean, to a degree, uh, it's at, at some point, it's like it sucks that he knew, but it's good that he got to do his farewell, his little farewell tour. And he chose to kind of go out the way he went out versus yeah. going out with chemo and, you know, and running that route of it. Yeah. So um, it is what? sad that, that he's gone. And, you know, I'm glad I got to see, see Neil Adams. Uh, I believe at the last Rose City Comic Con, Neil Adams was there, and uh, come across you know some of his huge table and venue that he had. He had his own huge section, yeah. selling tons and tons of prints. Um, I think you know, sometimes you know, like if you see a creator that you're a big fan of, and you're like, yeah. oh, I would just love to go. Maybe you just do it, you know, because sometimes like. I cherish the fact that I got to talk to these guys. I've got to talk to, to Neil Adams and George yeah. Perez and Tim Sale. And they're, they're, I was just a huge fan of the art. And I sit there and I try to think about the guys that I haven't met that I'm like, who have I not met that I'm just like, I got to meet one day. And it's like Jim Shooter. Yeah. Shooter I'm just, I, I'm, I always pop it on the Jim Shooter fans page that Don runs. And I'm like, what show is he going to be at? You know, if he just does like something on the West coast, I'm going to go there. Um, but it's always like, oh, he's gonna be at like this tiny one in like, like somewhere in Kentucky, <laughs> like a, or no, Indiana. I'm just like, ah. he was literally five miles away from me one time, and I didn't go see him, which is yeah. I, well, yeah, he was at like Washington State SummerCon. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I can't make that one. You know, like it was just really bad timing for me. Ooh, I'm and trying so to look at that. So now I'm just weekend. like, I feel like he's like that next creator that's like a big old school name. And I mean, obviously, like as a big Valiant fan, I'm just like, oh man, yeah. like I gotta Listen, meet this dude. One, I like, just like, gotta Chris be like things like that still too. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just like I gotta meet him. You know, him, Garth Ennis, another okay. one where I'm just like, you know, 
I, I think like when I was doing my CLZ, like those two dudes are like two of the guys that like have like the highest count of books that are in my collection that I haven't met. You know, so, yeah. so this weekend at the con that I have, we have what Kevin Eastman, who Kevin I've met and he's awesome. He's so nice. Eastman, yeah. Uh, uh, we, I took my kids to meet Kevin Eastman when they were little. And my kids, one of my, my daughter has ADD and we didn't have it diagnosed then. So she's a wild child. And she went to his table and was just knocking stuff down and knocking down like 9.8 books. And I was just like, holy shit, I don't even have money to replace like any of this stuff. And he was like, who cares? Yep. He was super, he, I couldn't believe how nice he was. So like, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, it made me a bigger fan when people yep. are really nice. Michael Golden, another guy where I'm just like, oh man, I will support, I will buy stuff from you every time I see you at a show because you're just yeah. so nice. When folks are that way, and then there's some that I mean, I won't name that you meet, and it's just like, I can't believe I you were one of the first comic books I ever bought, and, and I was suck. excited to come and see you, and you turned out to be a big ass. Oh yeah, um, you know. Oh, I am excited because that 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 same Washington Summer Con, Greg Capullo, and I'm I haven't met Greg, so I'm excited to do that. And Scott Snyder, so those are like my few names that I'm happy to kind of run into and see Jason David Frank again. Oh yeah, who I always hear he's such a jerk, but you know what? My own experience. Oh man, he was super nice when I met him. Super Dude, he, nice when he he went out of his yeah. way when for people who have listened for a long time, his he did the voice intro to the podcast many many years ago and he actually was like hey i'd love to do it for you guys and you know he was so we, pro valiant at the time and he when was, we were when we were doing the hoodoo tv um the the ninja first valiant universe he actually instagram messaged me and was like dude i'm really proud of you guys to show you guys are doing awesome right now thanks for the support like like that was cool yeah you know and it was just like i can't come on i know that you have uh sierra on and i know that you have a uh, Kevin Porter coming on, things like that. That's awesome, you know. So I, I I dug him, and he was super cool. And I think I was one of the last people to get his signature at Emerald City Comic Con because I was running late from a panel to come there, and he was just, like, super cool. And we got to talk some MMA for a little while, and, you know, it, it was a, it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I, I, liked Jay, I liked him. I thought he was a cool dude. And I'm not a Power, I'm not a Power Ranger fan. That might have been why, because I didn't want to talk Power Rangers. Yeah, I and you know my my kid, my oldest boy is he's he loves that and wrestling and now he likes uh yeah he loves the wrestling figures and the Power Ranger figures they all wrestle together now <laughs> some weird thing he does hey so anyway let's get to it so the prize package if you will if you will gold Archer and Armstrong forever number one Archer and Armstrong. Forever pin. Ooh, what what what's on the pin? Is it is it the two of them running or no? Well, the card is them running, but it's just oh. the logo. Oh, it's a logo. Okay. A handful of postcards. Ooh. Of Archer and Armstrong Forever and some of the Harbinger. Ooh. The hat is coming off. Do not look at my hair. Um. Shakes. Oh. Got one. Da, 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 da. Scott. Scott. Scott Little Hall. He's, 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 he's Scott Hall, like Razor Ramon. Yes, the bad guy himself. <laughs> hey Chico, it's hey, Scott Chico. Bloom. Scott 
balloon. Speaking of another awesome dude who passed away recently, gosh, man, Scott yeah, Hall. I know, you know, Scott Blue, man, wow. uh, you know, bad times happen, or you know, what was it? Uh, bad times happen, but bad guys last. What was the saying? That was kind of so, cool. So, oh, yeah. it's, I, I think it's like, but bad guys last forever, right. Yeah, yeah. So he was a great heel. He was a great heel. So, hey Scott, send me a message with your address. Awesome. It's in the van down by the river. <laughs> that's that's for Scott. <laughs> oh, no, Scott. Scott hair, but there's some hair. A little bit, not a lot. You know, it's happening. It's the bald man show, yeah. and uh, that's what happens when you get some. Some middle-aged dudes. Just, uh, smooth a little bit over here if I can, you know. Awesome, y'all. Well, we appreciate y'all jumping on, chatting some comics. We'll be mid-July. I think we got a couple books to talk about yep. with um, Archer and Armstrong number three and Armorclad's number four. So we'll be back in mid-July for that. So you guys keep in touch, keep in tune. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. He just fell off. Uh, we'll see if he comes back on. But if not, hey, you know what? We'll be, here he comes. Yep. Subscribe. Do that thing. I was getting ready to close it out for us, man. Stay do it. Valiant. Finish it. Finish it. Stay valiant. Uh, you know, kick it funky like a monkey. And uh, we'll be back in July. Until then, stay frosty, Holmes. <laughs>